is The Curious Investor with your host, Nicole Tanner. Secrets, stories, and successes in commercial real estate. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us today for our first ever episode of A Curious Investor. This podcast was born from the excitement of always being part of someone's next chapter. Join us as we sit down with business owners and real estate investors to talk about everything from what inspired them into entrepreneurship to all the things that influenced them along the way. All things commercial real estate told from the perspective of the one courageous enough to pull the trigger and take the plunge. This is A Curious Investor and my name is Nicole Tanner. I'm a commercial real estate broker and the team leader of Reed James Commercial Real Estate part of Keller Williams Energy Real Estate Brokerage. The format of this show is to speak and sit with entrepreneurs and investors from all aspects of commercial real estate and just learn from them by listening to their story, how they started, why they started, and what they've learned along the way. Today, however, to set this whole thing in motion, we thought we'd turn the tables and invite Laura Brower team leader from my brokerage, Keller Williams Energy, to interview me so you can learn a little bit more about what we're all about. Thank you, Laura, for joining us today and agreeing to do this. Well, thank you so much for having me, Nicole. It's a pleasure to be here. It's our pleasure to have you. And okay, let's get to this. Fire away. Fantastic. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Nicole, uh, where you are in your business today and what got you there? Great question. And uh, for me, that happened a long time ago. Um, I grew up in a tiny hamlet, and I, my father was a passionate real estate investor as a side hustle to his main job of working at GM, actually. I just spent a lot of time watching him buy properties and then redevelop them in different ways. And it just it started at a very young age watching what the impact of real estate can be on your life. Not always easy, but a really important lesson. And I think I was just watching and not knowing where that would turn up in my life. And then, um, and this is, and this is how it did. I started in corporate business, uh, which is a great background. Had a lot of experience in sales, and then went on to the marketing team from a training and development standpoint, which was a great platform just to learn about big business and how corporate business works. But inside, I always felt like an entrepreneur, and there was just always something there that I needed to lean into, and real estate was always a passion. I bought my first house at the age of 22, and then um, from there just kept growing. And then eventually when the corporate business thing wasn't working for me anymore, it felt like a little bit like a square peg in a round hole. I, ha- I was in the process of getting my real estate license. My husband's a general contractor in our aspiration was to start flipping houses. So while I was working in corporate business, I started to get my real estate license, really from the perspective of just learning more about being in the know, knowing what's out there and knowing how to navigate what would be a good real estate investment. Then life happened. We had a a major life event and uh, it was a real opportunity for reflection. And I found I wasn't wanting to travel as much as I was in my current role. And then from there, I went into real estate and started to build a business. Pretty early on in the process, I realized that residential real estate wasn't a great fit for me. I was a lot more interested in deals that 
were more complicated, working with people who saw real estate more as a business than somewhere to, a place to live. And I was fortunate enough to be approached by uh, an, an owner who shared the same vision and aligned me in a brokerage with a lot of residential real estate agents who didn't know who they could go to to manage some commercial opportunity within their business. And that's how all this started. I often call myself a reluctant real estate agent because it was not a career by design. It was something that I just kept falling forward into. But uh, I love where I am. I see a tremendous amount of opportunity in the area that I work. And I just love all of the interactions that I have with clients and getting to know them and their business and the opportunities and hunting and digging for this stuff and sorting it out and working it out. Wow. So let's back it up. You bought your first house at 22. That's amazing. And you also mentioned that your dad was previously in real estate. Would you say he was the main inspiration of getting into the business to begin with? He was definitely the inspiration, not only for getting into business, but a lot of other qualities and attributes I feel like I bring to this. So he actually never had a real estate license. This was genuinely a side hustle for him. And his approach to this was always about working with the community. So uh, a little bit about him is that he we just approach local farmers and talk to them about their property in, in amongst other things. He took a genuine interest in people and what they were doing. And I, I believe at the core, that's how you succeed in this. It's, it can't be self-serving. You're just interacting, meeting, and taking a genuine interest in what people have going on. In meeting these property owners in our local community, he would just let them know, like, look, you've got this odd piece of land over here. If there's ever a time where you're not sure what to do with it and you're looking to sell it, please come and talk to me first. Um, he had a best friend that was really his partner in crime on this. They, they had a real passion for this. And it was just part of the conversation. But I think more importantly, what I saw in him was he served. He came from a place of service. He worked very hard to build the community around us as well. He was integral in establishing the community center. Today, there's a tree dedicated to him at this site in recognition of the fact that he really led that initiative. So he's left an indelible mark in that community. And then he also, he did things like was a campaign manager for a local counselor. He spent a lot of time developing relationships within the local municipality from a planning perspective and never from a self-serving perspective, always just with pure passion and coming from a place of service. But with that was born opportunity. And often he was the first person, if somebody was thinking about doing something, they would come to him first. And if he was in a position to do it and it made sense from a business and a financial perspective, he was in a position to pull the trigger and he did it. And it was an amazing thing to watch over the course of my lifetime and it was everything from buying houses and converting them into duplexes to buying property and severing it into small lots to ultimately selling the final piece to a developer who's gone on to build an amazing subdivision. I've watched this community develop over the course of my entire lifetime and I have to say that that is 100% the seed that started it all. 
How cool is that? And I heard you say the word relationships many times while you were talking about your dad. Would you say that that relationship attitude is permeated into your business as you serve people now? Um, I think for anyone who's successful in this business, it's the core of everything that you do. The relationships, the passion for what you do, all, of course, built on just a really strong knowledge base and a quest and curiosity to learn more every step of the way as you move along. Those relationships, I'm lucky from the perspective of commercial real estate that I find there's a lot of loyalty. When people meet you and they understand that you can speak the language and that you're that you're highly involved in your community, you really know what's going on, and that the fit is there, the chemistry is there, you're lucky to be a part of their journey as well and their story. And in my world, I don't need to know everything about their business, but when we have great alignment on what their goals as it relates to their real estate needs, and it's not always buying property. A lot of times it's leasing space for them. It's selling their business. It's acquiring a business. Like there's so many different aspects to commercial real estate. I think you need to be, if you're not passionate about the relationships and the story and the journey and the objective and the goals of the people that you're working with, I think it's going to be really difficult for you to be successful in this space. But for me, it's never about the short the the short play. It's always about a much longer play, the relationships and the journey. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you so much for sharing that with us, Nicole. Now, I've got to ask, what do you love most about commercial real estate? Uh, what's not to love, really? Um, I think I just love the challenges of it. You know, in addition to the 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 stories and and kind of in learning about people and kind of what they're trying to accomplish. I'm just very interested in the, and it can be very, sometimes it can be very simple and it happens very quickly, but more often than not, there's many layers. And from my perspective, it's never about one person wins and one person loses. The way I operate our team is from a place of, of navigating uh, uh, transactions so that everybody walks away with equal gain and really equal pain on it because it's never about one person winning and one person losing. I think there has to be a way to put it together that everyone says, okay, that's fair, that works. So from a commercial real estate perspective, what really lights me up about this is like the sky is the limit. I mean, there's so much opportunity out there and it's fun to kind of be a part of that journey with someone else and and really get a front seat to their successes and to see their businesses or their portfolio or their net worth or whatever it is that's important to them to see that come together that's the most exciting part yeah what I'm hearing is success through others and that's really cool Um, now I'd love to hear about your first investment property Oh, that one was, well, really, I think everyone's first investment property should be their home. One of the things I missed most about working with residential clients is I really missed the first-time home buyers. I saw it as an opportunity to do a little bit of rewiring on how they viewed real estate, and I take this approach with my kids, actually, as well. I really believe in my heart that people should see even their home as an investment. Of course, it's somewhere that you want to be and spend time and raise your children and all that kind of good stuff. But it is the greatest 
most natural way to build wealth and equity in your life. And it's really the seed. It's the thing that starts it all. It gives you a taste for it. So all the basics apply, location. And I, I actually make it a personal philosophy to never buy a finished product. I'm always looking for something that we can purchase and improve. That's in my wheelhouse. That's what we do. So that was that would be my first investment property. But my first quote unquote investment property was a flip. It was a house that we found on Kijiji, and it was in an amazing location. It was a community that was growing. And my husband, being from the construction side of the business, uh, it was a great fit for us. So we came in, and it was a, it was a HGTV 101 com- <laughs> residential flip <laughs> that... Uh, that we ended up breaking even on, which I will always tell first-time investors that it, the first one is mostly about the education and, and the process and learning what this looks like and learning what a good deal looks like and not overspending. But we broke even on that one. But from that point forward, it's been onwards and upwards, and we've been more and more successful on every one that we've done. And we've bought and sold over 19 properties since we started oh, wow. on this. That's really cool. So you're saying that... It's not quite as easy as HGTV makes it look, Aria. It is really not that easy. <laughs> so, what do you what do you think the next five years look like for you? Um, well, I'm very fortunate to be in an area that is growing and has amazing things happening. We've recently had the 407 extend out to Highway 115. For those of you who know the area, um, we've got a university and a college here. We've got incredible growth in the city. We got a lot. Of, we've got thousands of residential homes being built. So what that means for commercial is that you get a lot of investor attention looking in. Um, I get as many calls from. I get more calls, frankly, from investors who are not in the area who are looking at the area uh, and how to get in and invest as I do from people who are local and know what's going on. So Mm -hmm. that's a really great place to be from a commercial standpoint. The biggest challenge is inventory, is finding people things. So for the next five years, really what my focus is, is to build out a team that can service all pillars of commercial real estate from a multifamily perspective to a land development perspective, industrial, leasing, sale of business with or without property, and really anything that falls under that commercial real estate. We're looking to build the pillars within the team that can really service those clients at a very high level. Personally, uh, I'm at the point in life where I'm really looking forward and it's become very important to create passive income Mm -hmm. avenues, not wanting to have to work until I'm 85 years old. Absolutely. I will still work. I know that about myself. But making sure that we're in a position, because in real estate, as you know, Laura, there is uh, there is no pension coming our nope. way. <laughs> <laughs> so we need to make sure that we look forward and we're prepared mm-hmm. for whatever may come down to the uh, pipe and that from an income perspective, we're, we're okay. So that is personally one of the pillars that I'm working on. Yeah. Well, what about for the next 10 years? Where do you see you and in your company going? Yeah. I mean, I'm really looking forward to putting a really strong team in place that has a very high level and deep knowledge base around all things commercial real estate, potentially taking that even beyond the area that I work in today 
to replicate that in other areas. Commercial real estate is one of these areas in real estate where it's intimidating for people to find a way in. They're often not supported well from a training and learning perspective and that is my wheelhouse that's what I've done in a previous life and I feel like I bring a lot to the table to help people see the way in if they have those basic characteristics of a passion for problem solving a passion for opportunity in real estate that relates more to the business side of things than the residential side of things everything else we can figure out along the way and just really excelling and and delivering at a very high level are things that are important to me so for 10 years from now i look forward to be to being surrounded by commercial real estate professionals who can operate at a very high level and and serve their clients at a really high level and being a part of something really special here in the areas that I uh, that I practice. That's amazing. I love to hear that. Now, I've got to ask, what has been the biggest challenge to overcome to get to where you are today? That's a great question. It really is. And I think it's kind of two-sided from the perspective. There's the professional challenges, but then there's the challenges that a lot of us face just managing the work-life balance, which is something that we all talk about a lot. I mean, the greatest challenge has just been navigating how to get here from a professional standpoint. It's really tough to know when you start in this business where you're going to end up. And so learning by doing and just kind of putting yourself out there and figuring it out. I I hesitate to call it a challenge because it really is something that I enjoy. Mm But it is something that you need to acknowledge because it is what it is and it takes what it takes. And it took me a minute to learn that you, you weren't going to get there by not trying. So really the challenge was just getting comfortable with putting your neck out there and digging into it, learning what you didn't know and, and just figuring it out. It really, in the, in the early years... It's those early years. The the greatest challenge were those first couple years Mm -hmm. in commercial real estate and staying the course, having faith, knowing that it would come together. Once you get through and survive those first couple years, then the momentum really starts to build and those relationships start to really kind of uh, come into play. So that that was, I, I would say that that was the greatest challenge. And then, of course, there's always the struggle of, of uh, I, I really I I'm lucky because I love what I do, but just making sure that it's not all that you do, that you still pay attention to what's really important at home, and making sure that you're not losing sight of that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, now, what's the end game look like? Where Where are you hoping to take all of this? Um, another loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> We're full of them. <laughs> so I think that's a great question, and I'm not sure that I really have a great answer for it. I see the next 10 years really clearly, but if there's one thing that I have learned in this business is that, you know, you can do all the planning, but at the end of the day, the opportunity will present itself. And it really doesn't, you know, you're, you're always paying attention and you're open to the opportunity and it does present itself. I just really need to be in a position where I'm able to follow through mm-hmm. and, and pull the trigger. I think one of my regrets if I could go back and do one thing differently out of all of this, 
my husband and I have enjoyed all the properties. It's been a it's been a huge learning, um, but we've enjoyed all the properties that we've taken from not so great and and created something really special. Mm-hmm. If I could make one small change, is that I would not have sold those properties. I oh, absolutely refinance. Yeah, the way things are appreciating, <laughs> I can totally see that. Exactly, and I mean, you don't know what you don't know, and that's part of the value actually of working with someone who's who's been there and done this before, and that and and part of the value of a forum like this, frankly, where you can learn from others who have been there. Mm-hmm. You know, part of it is, did I think about it? Did I did I even consider holding on to those prop- properties? Not really at the time. It would have been nice to have a mentor whispering in my ear, have you considered this? So that I could have looked at that as an option. That's how these things go. And that's one of the, the beauties of these forums is, and podcasts in general, actually, is just it's so available to listen and learn from so many people who've been there before mm-hmm. us. So 10 years from now, probably... Still the same thing, but a lot more of it. And really uh, in, a, in a place where I have built something that not only provides for my husband and I in our retirement from a passive income, but also from a generation standpoint, mm-hmm. sets your family up for something really cool in, in their lifetime as well. Those are my goals. I love to hear that. Success is simple, but man, it's not easy. So with that being said, what advice do you have for someone looking to start investing in real estate? That's simple. Just start. Start exactly where you are. Mm -hmm. Reach out, listen, learn, ask questions, get curious, and just start. Set yourself up. Even if somebody comes in and tells you that you're not ready now, The next question is, well, how do I get ready? What exactly do I have to do? And I mean, personally, the sooner in your lifetime that you can view real estate as an investment first and a home second, it's just super cool that you get to live there as well. It's an investment that works for you on so many different levels. Again, not buying a finished product, but always looking for ways to improve what you're living in and put it and build equity into it. Um, these are all really important, key, basic success factors. And I think it'll open up your mind to see the bigger, larger opportunity much farther down the road as well. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Thank you. All right, Laura. So the, the point that we're at now in the podcast is you are going to um, drill me with some rapid fire questions. Oh, fun. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know what's coming my way right now. The point of the rapid fire is that I'm going to answer you in a word or a sentence at most. So it's right off the top of my head. Okay. I love it. Let's dive in. What was the best advice that you've received? To just do it. To, I I can see their face now. And it was the best advice was just to take the plunge, to believe in myself and just go for it. Awesome. Where do you find the biggest return on investment when flipping your homes? Wow. Good question. The biggest return is to not overspend. Manage your budget. Absolutely. Like when you were mentioning that you broke even on your first, a big fail forward, you would say. Absolutely. Awesome. Uh, What would you tell your 20-year-old self? Uh, Don't sell. (laughs) Refinance. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. If uh, you had one wish that could be granted, what would that be? Oh, these are good questions. The wish to be granted has to do with 
It has to do with our next generation to, you know, set them up to not have big worries like environmental concerns. And this is non-real estate related, but there's a lot that they've got facing them. So my wish is to solve some of the bigger problems for them. Uh What is your definition of success? To be happy, to find a great balance, to leave a legacy that you're proud of and that you want people talking about. That is, and legacy, you know, legacy is such a big word. This is more than one sentence. But one of my proudest accomplishments without a close second is the fact that we've established a Reed James Tanner Memorial Foundation that supports Toronto Sick Kids. And over the last decade, we've raised more than a quarter of a million dollars for them. Oh, my gosh. And there's no other success in my life, with the exception of my kids, that even comes close to that. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Yeah. So I've got to ask, people talk about their big why. What fuels you? Why do you get up every morning? Yeah, but my big why, I thought a lot about this question. It's something that we talk a lot about at Keller Williams. And my big why doesn't have a a financial number on it. My big why is just about revealing the potential in things, in people, in projects, in businesses, in whatever you take on. It's this quest to find what's possible and make it happen. That's my big why. That is so cool. I absolutely love that. Thank you so much for sharing all of this with us today, Nicole. Thank you. I really appreciate you coming in and pinch hitting uh, and stepping in (laughs) as the host of this very first episode of A Curious Investor, which is built on the stories and the successes and the secrets that others have to offer. And I am grateful and appreciative to you for stepping in and being a part of this very first one. Well, thank you. And thank you for sharing your story, Nicole. It's been so insightful and I'm just so excited for you. Great things ahead. Thank you. Have a great day. You too.